Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Almond Sugar Cookie Black Tea. Complete with real almonds, brewing this dessert tea will fill your kitchen with such a warm, delicious aroma, people might think you actually baked a batch of cookies. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. A warm teacup. Welcome to all those joining with us today for Tea Time with Tommy. I hope and pray that you've had many blessings since our last time together. It's when we revisited the conversion of Ruth and the importance of answering God's call. When His Spirit moves in us, we must take action and respond. Today's verses, as we close chapter 1, take us on a journey. We'll see the walk from Moab back to Bethlehem and what happens when they arrive. We're only going to be reading four verses, but I do hope that you have your Bibles handy and open and can follow along. And after we finish together, maybe you'll even have time to continue reading more of Ruth and go ahead and be intrigued as to where the Lord will take us next on our journey together. But again today, we're going to finish chapter 1 of Ruth. So we'll begin reading in verse 19, Ruth chapter 1, verse 19. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. Now, looking back to the very first verse in Ruth, we remember where uh, Scripture tells us that it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled There was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And now, ten years later, it's only his wife, Naomi, and her daughter-in-law, Ruth. Notice that it said, the two of them, or uh, the both, your translation might read, them both. It wasn't Naomi by herself. She had gone out with her husband. She had gone out with her sons. And in their passing, she still was not returning alone because God provided for Naomi, Ruth. She could not only accompany her on this journey, but she could also be an encourager and a strength for her. Now, let's understand this trip a little bit better. Normally, the trip from Moab uh, was probably about 50 miles Okay, but most of it, if not all of it, was most likely walked by these two ladies. So it possibly took between seven to ten days, an estimate. Uh, 
It was a road that uh, descended from a high plain of Moab down into the Jordan River Valley, but then back up through the foothills of Judea. Now, so I'm just guessing, but I'm figuring these two ladies could have looked a little weary and worn from their travel. Remember also that these were the days of the judges, so the roads were anything but safe for anyone traveling, much less two women traveling alone. So again, we see the hand of Jehovah as he provided Naomi not only her traveling companion, but he also protected them and watched over their journey, making sure that they would arrive safely. Now, there's so much that we could gain from these next verses, but I do want to quickly point out just a couple of things. The response that they received in coming back into Bethlehem, the town was stirred. The city was excited because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? One translation, I think, uses the word stirred. Hebrew word for stirred paints a vivid portrait of a city that was in commotion. So today, had they been traveling to us and they had come in, we would say possibly that it shook us. We were shook up when we saw them. So the townsfolk here were in a surprised state, but even in a dismayed state over Naomi's condition and the situation in which they couldn't fully comprehend. The twosome caused that uproar in Bethlehem, if you will, and were the talk of the town, so to speak. So I'm figuring that the arrival and the circumstances could hardly be missed by someone, by anyone in Bethlehem, including this guy named Boaz, which we'll learn a lot more about as we continue our journey together. You know, we could even ask this question. What if Ruth and Naomi had quietly slipped into town unnoticed? I wonder if Boaz would have even known of their presence. But we do know God leaves nothing to chance. So even though it says that the city, <clears throat> that all the city was excited, it was most likely primarily those ladies uh, who were most excited to see Naomi's return. And, and, and in that supposition, Naomi was most likely very well known because they greet her by name, even though it had been 10 years since they had seen her. Now Spurgeon writes, <clears throat> that she had been absent 10 years, but her character in her better days had stood high with the people, and, and therefore they were glad to see her return. Though they wondered at her poverty, her many griefs may have so altered her that even her former acquaintances asked, Is this Naomi? The changes that come to us through life may faith and patience prepare us for them. Now, let's delve a little deeper into Naomi's name and what she said. The name Naomi means pleasant, my joy, my delight. But her life in Moab was unpleasant rather than joyful. So, on her return to Bethlehem, she was sharp in correcting her acquaintances for calling her pleasant or my joy or sweet Naomi, no, she said, call me Mara. Now, Mara literally means bitter. And in this way, she was claiming and even spoke the words that Yahweh 
Jehovah had treated her bitterly. Now, for our focus today, what I really want you to hone in on is sweet to bitter to sweet. Naomi went from sweet, pleasant, my joy, my delight, to call me Mara, call me bitter. Now, let me throw in a tidbit. Do you remember the name of the first campsite after the Israelites crossed the Red Sea in Exodus 15:23? Having just been freed from slavery in Egypt, the first place they came to, Mara. Oh, they had interpreted the testing allowed by the Lord who had just set them free as bitter. And literally, the water that they came to was bitter. But Moses cried out to the Lord Yahweh, and he showed him a tree, and he cast that tree into the waters, and then they were made sweet. The Israelites had forgotten the crucial truth, just as Naomi had. The truth that God often uses bitter experiences to make us better. My friends, today let me encourage you. I don't know who is listening. I don't know where you might be as you're listening, and I have no idea what you're going through. But what I do know is that God knows every little thing about you. You may be experiencing a difficult trial like Naomi was walking through here. Take heart today. Be encouraged today. Have hope today in Jesus. Remember this story of Naomi and Ruth because we're only at the beginning of it. But keep in mind how God uses strong trials to build even stronger faith. Three of my favorite verses along those lines. Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. And the Lord, He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Isaiah 41, 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And in the New Testament, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Again, quoting Spurgeon, God can soon change our sweets into bitters. Therefore, let us be humble. But He can, with equal ease, transform our bitters into sweets. Therefore, let us be hopeful. It is very usual for Naomi and Mara, sweet and bitter, to meet in the same person. He who was called Benjamin, or the son of his father's right hand, was first called Benoni, or the son of sorrow. Just another example. The comforts of God's grace are all the sweeter when they follow the troubles of life. Remember today, my friends, only in Christ can the bitter taste sweeter. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. 
Today's encouragement reminded me of lyrics from a song by Christian rapper Lecrae titled I'll Find You, where he says, They say, don't get bitter, get better. I'm working on switching them letters, but tell God I'm going to need a whole lot of hope keeping it together. God is the giver of hope, and just as he journeyed with Naomi and Ruth, he finds us and walks with us from bitter to sweeter. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.